0: You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it.
1: Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly.
2: eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, soul and
0: logo is checked by experts with ebay authenticity guarantee you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach
1: Ensure your next purchase is the real deal visit ebay.com for terms
3: at&t connects an ode to podcasts connect the alarm change the podcast you stream connect the snooze 10 more minutes to dream
0: AT&T. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island.
1: Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place.
2: In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore.
1: The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. So you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard or go diving.
0: To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.
2: Hell, I suck at dating with Dean Ungler and Jared Haven,
0: an iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to an all-new Help, I Suck at Dating. And it's a weird day, because it's not Sunday. We know you're used to getting your podcasts on a Sunday, but it's a Thursday. we got a great episode for you guys. Angela is still with us. If you haven't had the chance, go back and listen to our last episode, where we deep dive into her new relationship with Brendan from Bachelor in Paradise, Canada. Um, But this week we have Jackie Dorman, who is the author of Married in 12 Months or Less, She's going to be joining us shortly. Stay tuned and we'll get right into that. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard.
1: The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Find Love at First Sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions.
2: At Walmart, there's a whole collection of Black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show Black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase.
0: Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.
1: Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include the Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
4: All right,
0: welcome
2: back to Help I Suck at Dating, Dean, myself, Angela, and we are joined by a very special guest with a brand new program called Married in 12 Months or Less, which answers uh, a lot of questions we get better than Dean and I ever could. It is Jackie Dorman. Jackie, thank you so much for joining us. How are you?
3: I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. I I told my middle daughter that I was coming and she's like, mom. You have no idea. This is so exciting.
0: <laughs> so Heck I'm really yeah. excited to be here. Trust us. When you report back to her about how exciting it was, you're going to be like, it was nothing special. But yeah. They'd be like, These
2: guys are lame. Angela is <laughs> <Yeah. was> cool. <laughs> oh, cool. They're fun. Yeah.
0: They're fun. They're
2: yeah.
0: Totally.
2: Yeah. Fun. Um, so you are a relationship coach uh, and you have a brand new program out that is called Tw- uh, married in 12 months or less. Uh, can you do that? That's my first question. <laughs> if somebody joins this program, Are they going to get married in 12 months or less? Not even, I'm not talking about engaged or finding significant other, married, ring on it, down the altar, paperwork signed.
3: Paperwork signed, for sure. Contract signed. (laughs) Um, No, uh, yeah, actually you can. And one of the things that I learned, because I've been a matchmaker all of my life. And one of the things that I learned is I researched really good marriages, because you can do this in 12 months or less really badly. Like there's two types of marriages that happen fast, bad toxic codependent ones and really, you know, undeniably divine, you know, serendipitous amazing ones. And so what I learned about really good marriages is that most of them the people met and got married in 4 months or less. I know that's really hard because like this culture is like, whoa, we got a date for five years. I got to make sure it's like the cheesecake factory menu. Do I really want the avocado egg rolls because this menu is so large? Maybe I want something else.
2: Yeah, maybe I just want chicken fingers. <laughs> yeah,
3: maybe. And so it's like because I think because of modern media, we have all these options and it, co- it causes analysis paralysis is what it causes. Mm-hmm. And so I help people get out of their own way get out of the waiting room and really step into these amazing partnerships where they can do incredible things together. It's really cool.
0: Okay. That's I've awesome. got a question. I, uh, I've always had an issue with people that prioritize a relationship over finding the right partner. So when I hear get married in 12 months or less, what I process as hearing is forget about everything you want and need in a partner. We're going to get you married. And it might not be to the person of your dreams but you're going to be married. That's how I re. That's how I like have a reaction to it. So, so I would love to be convinced otherwise.
3: No, for sure. And and I do have, I do have clients. I do have matchmaking clients that are like that. They just don't want to be alone. They haven't done the hard work. I call it the hard work and they are prior. They are prioritizing that for sure. Um, but there's other people that, you know, they know that this is the maturity plan for mankind is relationship. And they they're ready to, you know, I call it, it's a yes until it's a no. They're ready to get out there, start dating. It's a discovery process, not just of getting to know the other person, but getting to know yourself. And they want to find the person that, you know, they can partner with long-term. And so, yeah, I definitely have people that are prioritizing just being in any old relationship, but that's not what we do here for sure.
0: Gotcha. Nice. Well, that's good to hear because it scares me. It scares me when um, people, cause I, you know, I have friends that are like that too, and and we even just talked about it earlier on this podcast too, like these serial daters where they like they have no sense of self and they just want to jump from one relationship to the next until they find the relationship that like sticks long enough to get married. And I mean, granted, you know, who am I to say what works for people and what doesn't work for people? But to me, it just seems um, it just seems scary to me. So that's that's I'm glad you cleared it up because that makes a lot more sense to me now.
3: Yeah, we don't want to do scary relationships. Um, we we differentiate between soulmates and spirit mates here. So, you know, soulmates, they're there for a season and a reason. A lot of times you have a lot of chemistry with those people. A lot of times you're dating them out of a deficit of your own. So you have some sort of deficit and they're filling it. It's kind of like the contract of I'll give you this if you give me that. And they have no longevity soulmates. If that's the only plane that you're connecting on, there's no real longevity there. Even if it lasts for 10 years, it's going to end eventually. Um, But spirit mates are another thing. It's like, we have the soul realm chemistry and connection, but when we come together, something magical is going to happen where we're going to like be on assignment, like some kind of destiny DNA. We're going to change the world together. And that's going to keep us going long after the soulmate stuff fizzles out. And that's really what we specialize in is helping people find that ride or die person where it just keeps getting better and better and better.
0: So spirit mate is like the evolved form of soulmate, gotcha.
3: Totally.
1: I have a question when you're talking about, and I get like, yes, stuff fizzles out. Why do you think stuff does fizzle out? Just like the, the it just happens all the time and it just gets boring or why, why do you think things fizzle out?
3: Well, it, it goes back to that heart work that we were talking about earlier. And I actually have uh, another book besides the one that just came out called heart work. And it's, it's just about, you know, I have this, I have this deficit, I have this hole, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to put a human person in it. I'm trying to fill it with something other than what's inside of me. And eventually mm-hmm. you realize it doesn't work it works for a minute. Those contracts are valid for a minute of you're giving me this, I'm giving you that, but pretty soon maybe I outgrow that. Maybe I don't need that anymore from you. You're still trying to give it to me, but I no longer want it. Or what really happens a lot of times is you no longer are giving it to me and I still think I need it. So I'm going to go find it in somebody else instead of finding it in myself. Right. Right. So that's what happens. And it's, it's, it comes down to attachment style it comes down to, you know, childhood trauma. Trauma doesn't just hurt us. It actually creates different versions of us. And those different counterfeit versions of us really can't fall deeply in love because we're always going to try to be evolving to our highest self. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess it's kind of like the saying, it's you can't love somebody else until you love yourself first. It's so that is it's cliche, but it, it really is. True. Yeah.
2: Well, there's yeah. a reason yeah. it's a cliche because it's true. Yeah. Um Yeah. Do you believe in the phrase "when you know, you know"?
3: I think that it does happen. I think that some people get like the "ah" moment, and they just know.
2: But and how and can even, you tell? How can you tell the difference between a soulmate and a spirit mate?
3: There, there's a lot of different criteria uh, of a spirit mate versus a soulmate relationship, but they make you better they bring out parts of you that you didn't even know existed. A lot of times something will unseal and unlock that you never even knew you wanted to do when you're with this person. And, you know, they have like, they have this thing and it's, it doesn't mean it's easy. I really want to emphasize that a lot of times people are like, Oh, this is the right person for me. We're just going to get along. It's going to be so easy. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Yeah. It should, it shouldn't be like 90% fighting and, and terrible and you're just making it through it. But just because it's uh, easy doesn't mean that that's the right person for you. It doesn't have to be easy to be worth it. And so spirit mates are not necessarily easy relationships. Sometimes they refine us more than any other relationship, but they're just making us better, constantly making us better. I, really, I believe that relationship is, is the maturity plan for, for humans. I believe that we're here to love and be loved. That that's really the magnum opus of our lives is to learn how to love and be loved. And learn how to come into deeper and deeper intimacy intimacy with each other
0: okay i mean i agree i think that it's important and it's it's weird that we never are like really taught about that and i know you talked a little bit on about childhoods and stuff like that um and how they you were saying they don't have a huge impact or they don't have a refresh my memory real quick what you said about that
3: i think that childhoods have a lot a lot of emphasis and impact on attachment Um, you know, I came into the world (laughs) running for my life. My, my childhood was like a national geographic documentary, you know, where all the predators are lurking in the grass and the mother's just trying to give birth to the baby. But as soon as the baby's out, it's like kicking the baby, like, get up, baby, you got to run. All Mm -hmm. these things are trying to eat you. And so that was my childhood. So I came out of the womb running for my life. And the only type of heart that I ever saw was a broken heart. And so it really does affect you when you hit puberty and you're coming Mm -hmm. into this romantic realm uh, and who you choose.
0: So, okay. So that's, that's kind of what I thought you were saying too. And I agree with you entirely. I I know that my attachment style is avoidant based off of just the way that I was brought up um, and all this, all that stuff. But why don't we put more of an emphasis on like teaching children, like the proper ways to like express the way that they love other people. You know, I feel like there's, you go to school and you learn math and science and history. Like, why don't we teach that more often? I feel I feel like that could benefit us better.
3: I agree. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. An ounce of prevention is <clears throat> worth a pound of cure. The reason why we don't teach that is because quite frankly, very few people know it. Hmm. Most people are just, you know, they're just operating at this very surface level in this counterfeit. Like they don't even know the real them. They're not going to be able to teach anyone else how to, to go to those deeper levels. So yeah, that's just that's where true. we are.
0: Well, that's why we have people like you out there that it just, it thinks that we have yeah. to come into, we come into adulthood and then we have to like decide for ourselves that we want to learn it. It just can't be like ingrained in us as children. Uh, and like people that come from broken homes, like you're not going to get it anywhere else. Like if you come from broken home, you just like have to figure it out later in life and you're just kind of screwed. And that's what you're, that's the, the hand you're dealt. Um, but I guess, you know, maybe one day things will be different, but okay. So I got a question. So you're married, right? You've got a husband, David. Did you guys get married in 12 months or less? How did that relationship? Did did you really?
3: We did actually. So I was married before I was married for 12 years. I got divorced. It was, it was a, a very tragic marriage. In fact, for anyone who's listening, a lot of times divorces are more like rescue missions And my divorce was definitely a rescue mission. I was not going to survive it mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, if I stayed in that situation. And then before the ink is even dry on the dissolution papers, I'm like the least likely candidate for romance. I walk out into my front yard and I meet my spirit mate. And so listen, People need to know that you're not going to be all the way healed when you meet people. You're not going to have it all together. There's no ducks in this story that are in a row. There's no ducks in a row in this story. And so I walk out and people are like, oh, that's so easy. I wish that could happen to me. Um, there's more to the story. I walk out into my front yard and I yelled at the man who is now my husband. I mean, literally tore his head off because earlier that week, I had gotten an email saying that a sex offender had moved into our neighborhood And I just put one and one equals two together. Hey, new guy, sex offender. I have a five-year-old daughter, bro. I see you. I know who you are. You better back away and make sure that you're not coming over my property line, right? Mm -hmm. That's how we met.
2: Classic love story right there. (laughs)
3: Classic, right? Thank God that someone who didn't have my blind spots, because I was in a total fear response. I was living 100% in a fear response all the time because of everything that I've been through in that marriage before. And another lady, another neighbor was standing there and she was watching, you know, this crazy thing that I did. And she's like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) She literally was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, he's a sex offender. Didn't you get the email? And she's like, I got the email. He's not the sex offender. She's like, I talked to him for an hour yesterday. He's a school teacher. It was really funny, but thank God my big head got another chance because we became friends. And then in eight months we became married. Oh. Was he your actual neighbor? Yes. Oh, oh wow. She's like thinking, "Who lives next door to me?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, she lives with her boyfriend. Like, come of on.
3: Skyscrapers. Yeah. I come fine. on. Come
0: on. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. So okay. So did did the program come after you had met your now husband? The twelve months or less?
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, we did. Married, okay. We've been married for fifteen years.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. Obviously, that's definitely worth nice. celebrating. Um, it worked out, are, right. Do you recall a lot from your personal experience and when you like work it into the, the, the class now, I don't want to call it a class, but like the, the program, I guess.
3: Yeah. My, my new book that's out married in 12 months or less. Um, there's a lot of personal antidotes in there. I've always been a matchmaker. I, I need to say this, um, outside of the program, I've helped inside of the program. I've helped thousands of people do heart work, get healing, get ready for relationship. I've helped hundreds of people get engaged and get married. Okay. So for those of you asked earlier, is it possible? Yes, it's very possible. And it happens. And these are good marriages. These are really good matches. But even before that, even though I was struggling in my own love life, I've always been the matchmaker. I've helped 15 of my friends get married. Oh, wow. (laughs) And people, I mean, if they, if my friends see me coming, they're like, oh my God, who is she going to fix me up with? What's (laughs) going to happen? And out of those 15 marriages, only one got divorced and they really didn't need to, they just didn't have good information like they needed better information to keep going would you say
2: it's when you're getting all your friends engaged your 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 clients is it more about them uh how do i when you're when you're playing hitch is it more about finding the right person for them or is it more about the work afterwards if that makes sense
3: yeah. You know, you know is we, it like,
2: oh, they meet this person. It's all going to work out. It's going to be fine. Or is it more of an emphasis of like, yeah, I found you pretty much the right person, but m- now the real work begins. Here.
3: Yeah, no, totally. Um, Yeah. The, a lot of the healing that happens, you know, we can only do so much healing on our own, you know, no matter what seminars or books or therapy. So many of my clients were in therapy for decades and they got so much more like a tipping point of of actualization after coming and working with me in my program. So, so much healing comes after we're in these intimate relationships because we're accessing parts of our heart that we just can't access outside of relationship. There's, there's things that are not going to ever come up until you really are forced to let someone in. And then that stuff starts coming to the surface I call it a revealing for healing. And that's when a lot of these people go deeper and deeper into their own healing, whether it's from childhood or from previous relationships inside of these relationships, that's where that happens. And, um, and it's good. It's a good type of healing. Um, a lot of times people think, oh, we're supposed to be totally perfect when we meet the person that's not going to ever happen. Every single person has yellow flags. Everybody has yellow flags you're never going to meet someone who doesn't have an area where they're still in process. They're still working on it. They haven't arrived yet. And so if you're in a trauma response yourself, you're probably going to escalate that yellow flag to a red flag. And you're going to cut and run before you ever give yourself a chance to get to know this person. And they might've been amazing, but yeah, they, they have some issues, but so do you. But then if you're in like a victim kind of counterfeit identity Where you just don't care. You're driving your little wrecked up car into all the other cars. You're just swerving into the lanes, even though you have blind spots. You're going to minimize those yellow flags into green. Like, it's okay. These are the people that's Facebook status changes like every other week in relationship, out of relationship. It's complicated because they don't care. They're just running headlong in. They're not even paying attention to the flags at all. And so everyone has yellow flags, but. Like I said, a lot of those, a lot of those areas can really be worked through in good relationship. It's just about being self-aware then. Totally.
0: True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another. And every time after that, it's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard.
1: The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes.
2: Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much. And I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me.
1: Go to walmart.com slash Unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
4: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where...
2: I have to ask, seeing how you brought it up, because we talked about it last podcast, what the hell does it's complicated mean as a relationship status on Facebook?
3: It, it's complicated means that I'm complicated. It means that my <laughs> heart is not healed, and um, I'm rebounding with no new information or no new healing, right? Mm.
2: So are they single?
3: It, it means that they should be single because they need to still work on their heart, but they're not. They're just if I was... being selfish.
2: If yeah. I was dating someone... And their relationship status was it's complicated. I it's be over. Eight,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, are all of you are all of you in relationship? Are all of We're- you in a?
0: We're so all happily okay. taken, which is a bummer because I feel like it'd be awesome to be able to have you help us, uh, you know, meet a yeah. prospective partner. Not a bummer. I, I take back the verbiage I chose, but you know what I'm saying? Like it yeah, really. right.
2: There's going to have to be a sacrificial lamb on this podcast, unfortunately. <laughs> for
0: sure.
3: So. Someone yeah. has to take one for the team. But I guarantee that all three of you in the relationships that you're in, you had to work through some stuff.
0: Yeah, you know, all the time, the every day. No, I'm mine was working, pretty smooth sailing. Right <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, well, yeah. so here's a question for you, Jackie. How about the internet told me? <laughs> no 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 damn right. busted yep all right well that's it for me ladies and gentlemen uh i did want to ask you this because you said that most successful marriages are people that get married within four months of dating you said you were friends with your husband for eight months how so what what was the hold up for being oh. friends and then secondly how long did it take for you to get engaged after you guys started dating
3: Great question. So I should just clarify when I was researching kind of those bygone era marriages, okay, so like the old fashioned marriages, the four months or less, that's where that's coming from. Okay. Like, you know, these marriages that have lasted for four, five, six, seven decades, like what did they all have in common? They all got married in four months or less. I'm like, whoa, what the heck, right? That's really fast. But what I also realized is that in that bygone era, there was something called community-based matchmaking. That's what I'm calling it, where you married like the girl from high school, or the your brother's best friend from, you know, from his baseball team, or just uh, someone from your community, someone that you knew. And that is really what's missing, and that's what we do at M12M at Married in Twelve Months or Less. We utilize and leverage that six degrees to Kevin Bacon that that six to de- that six degrees of separation, which just says that we're six people away from knowing everyone, we leverage this community to introduce people to people that maybe they don't know, but other people know. Mm-hmm. And so I met my husband, I yelled at him, we became friends, became carpool buddies, like driving the kids to and fro, because he had a nine and 11 year old, I had a five year old. And then four months in, he said, you know, if I ever get remarried, I don't think I'm going to have to look very far. And I'm like, this
2: dude likes me.
3: He likes me. Yeah.
2: What a line.
3: Yeah. What a line. Right. And I was like, whoa. And then that's when the heart wounds, the roosters came home to roost. Cause as soon as I realized (laughs) this guy was looking at me like that, I was like, Oh no, no. Hell nah. It's not gonna happen here. And so I was scared and I kind of for a few weeks was like, Oh, er, I don't know about this. But within four months from then, we were engaged. We were only engaged for 18 days and then we got married.
0: Oh wow. And
3: here is the really cool thing. He was my neighbor, but two years before I met him, I was at an outdoor event and they had this big jumbotron and they had these pranked videos of their the people that worked at this organization, they had pranked their staff, you know, like punked with Ashton. Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching this pranked video and I feel really drawn to this guy and not because he's hot, not because I'm like, oh uh, yeah, I was still married at the time even. I was just like, I know this guy. I went to school with this guy, something. He's just so familiar to me. Fast forward two years, met him, he's my neighbor. <laughs> we get married in eight months. Don't remember <laughs> that video and then after we get married we're moving we like moved right after we got married and he pops his vcr tape in it's that video oh
2: wow um, two oh, wow.
3: years before i met him i'm like oh my god
2: that's was really like, funny
3: i was so drawn to you it was just really crazy and and you know what we ended up having so many mutual friends that's why i was at that event in the first place and so so often my my clients especially for matchmaking they've just been ships kind of passing in the night all along And it's really cool to watch that happen.
2: Yeah, I think that's funny. You're like, oh, I was watching this video fast forward. I thought this guy was a sexual predator and then he became my (laughs) husband.
3: For sure. Like, I didn't remember at all when I first met him. It wasn't until I saw the video again and I was like, whoa.
0: (laughs) New memory unlocked. What's really happening? Do you find yourself having more pressure when you set up like a friend or an acquaintance than when you would like a client or something?
3: For sure. There's definitely, yeah. I mean, you're, there's more personal attachment to that. I actually just set up, I had a good friend who passed away at 46 from cancer. Mm -hmm. I just set up her husband. Um, She's been gone. She's been, you know, she's been passed away for three years now. I just set up her husband and they're actually engaged and getting married in May. And that was super, that was like, I felt like she was like, yeah. Like I felt like she was in agreement with it. It was really, it was really exciting. Oh,
0: wow. Very yeah, nice. So well, that's Jack- pretty emotional. Jackie, before we let you go, I got one question for you. So okay. obviously a lot of our listeners of this podcast, they listen because they look for advice. They, for some reason, trust mine and Jared and Angela's opinion for some uh-huh. reason, which that's is bad. weird because they should trust your Foles. opinion more than anything else. So what what's one piece of advice you could give our listeners who are feeling like scared or hesitant, especially like to get it back out there post-pandemic?
3: Yeah. I think that, I think that, you know, the pandemic, just like the, like the wars, the world wars, like after the, after the world wars, after that crisis, that human crisis, we had a baby boom, right.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: As people were craving intimacy and sex. Um, but then after the pandemic and we've been in isolation, you know, we're, we're realizing how lonely we really are because of, you know, this, this forced sabbatical, this time of distraction being minimized. And so I think that the pandemic is actually giving birth to uh, a marriage boom. I really think it is. And and I'm witnessing it myself. And so my advice to all your listeners would be, you know, just, just be willing to put yourself out there, you know, just be willing to put yourself out there. You know, dating should be fun. I know a lot of people hate to date, but it's a, it's a self-discovery process it's not really about necessarily getting to know that person as much as it's about getting to know yourself because the people that you choose to spend your time with that tells you a lot about yourself. And if you'll be really self aware, you'll, you'll learn a lot through this process and it will lead you even faster to the person that's right for you.
0: Nice. I love it. Great advice. Uh, It sounds like business is booming, which is amazing. Uh, So for anyone that's interested in joining your program, where can they find you?
3: They can find my book just came out. It's called "Married in Twelve Months or Less: Reclaim Your Love Life, Heal Your Heart, and Unlock the Secret to Finding Your Spirit Mate." They can find that anywhere books are sold—Amazon, Barnes and Noble, any place. And then to join my program, it's LoveStories.com.
0: LoveStories.com. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that is cute. How did you
2: get that? Yeah, that's (laughs) a a highly talented URL. I
0: feel like. Holy yeah, it's, crap it's,
3: it, it is it's prime real estate it actually was purchased <laughs> by my partners like I think maybe 10 plus years ago so see how it all just comes together geniuses yeah. genius it's like the park place of URLs
0: yeah <laughs> for sure nice nice well Jackie thank you so much for joining us um we can't wait to hear more from you and see you put together more couples and who knows maybe in uh, 12 months we'll see a lot more married couples come out of this so thank you so for much sure. we'll we'll thank see you, you next time day. yeah, yeah you, all right, absolutely. thanks guys. Thank you. Bye. So I about Angela closes us. Yeah.
3: Oh, what do I say?
0: <laughs> anything that comes to your mind, say whatever you want to say, ramble on for as long as you want. The only thing you need to say at the very end is be sure to tune in next week because maybe we'll suck just a little bit less. That's what the listeners, <laughs> they, they yearn for it. They don't tune in for anything other than hearing us say that at the end of the podcast. So
1: tune in next week and maybe we'll suck a little bit less okay you can put
0: your own flare on it however you want yeah you got. oh got you. lord this is pressure <laughs> yeah lots of pressure <clears throat> let
1: me clear my throat y'all yeah all right <laughs> okay ready
2: yep no <laughs> now already all right
1: okay all right guys thank you oh my god i can't do this oh, <laughs> we're
2: keeping this ready? whole thing in this whole thing stays in
1: all you right, got this ready. I got it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this (laughs)
3: podcast.
1: I am so thankful to have been a guest with Jared and Dean. And it was so much fun talking to Jackie about her new book, Married in 12 Months or Less. Make sure you tune in next week to listen. And maybe we will suck a little bit less at dating.
2: Yeah.
0: Crushed it. it. That was was glorious. (laughs) Killing
2: the game. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving.
0: To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.
3: It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a BnB with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers